Reagan Pasternak. I have been invited here to host my very first Authors on the Air, and I am so excited. Um, I am an actress, if you don't know me, and I am I am the author of of a book called Griffin's Heart, Mourning Your Pet with No Apologies. And um, I'm an animal lover and an animal activist. And so I am so effusive, crazy excited about this guest because I didn't realize who she was and who her beautiful puppy pack was um, before I read her book. Um, this is her book, Piglet, the unexpected story of a deaf, blind pink puppy and his family. And um, this is this is Dr. Melissa Shapiro, um, a vet, and I'm going to ask her five million questions. And I would love you guys to pose your questions, send them all in, and um, we'll get to as many as we can. But this is this is Dr. Shapiro. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little introduction to you since um about you and your book, and then I'm gonna get you to elaborate on it sure. if that's okay. Um. So I was given the book and sat in my bed and started reading it. And I realized um, with, within 15 minutes, I realized the entire time I was leaking, my eyes were just leaking. And, and really the, it was, um, it wasn't sad tears. It was really, um, it really was bringing back some faith in humanity for me. I think that had been dwindling for a little while and uh, it makes me want to cry because I'm just an emotional wreck. Usually just welcome to my life. Um, but, um, but no, I, I, I so, um, inspired just sounds like such a buzzword, but that's the truth. It was, it was just an incredibly you're you and you're, and it's interesting. I'll jump to the back of the book when your husband, um, gives, gives the epilogue and it really explains the kind of person you are and you're not a necessarily reflective person, although you wrote a dang book. So you have to be a little reflective. Okay, more reflective than he's giving. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and, um, anyway, so, so just a little bit about it is, is, um, um, Piglet has become, there he is, this beautiful, beautiful puppy. Um, he's, uh, I'm going to get you to tell the story about how, how he came into your life. But basically for the audience, um, Piglet has become a bit of a celebrity and he's, he's a social media star, but not, but not a self-involved one, a very giving back um, so social media star. And um, ultimately he's become, you've, you've made, you and your family have, um, enabled piglet to uh become a movement and we're going to talk about all of that because my gosh i am telling you i've made my son watch all the videos now i am just so moved and um blown away by you guys that's the truth so how about you start by explaining a little bit about who you are and how piglet came into okay. your life well i as you said i'm a veterinarian and i i'm one of those people that was born a veterinarian even though i was a little kid you know Mm -hmm. So I, I wanted to be a vet from the time I was very young. We got our first dog and then I was going to be a vet. And I was obsessed with that as a lot of people are, a lot of kids are. And I was, I'm very fortunate to have been able to actually become a vet. So I'm very happy that I'm a vet. I've been a vet for a long time. And through being a veterinarian and, and being involved with animal welfare and animals in general, uh, I've been able to really do a lot of work that I, I think in a very specific, special way, because I can provide medical care to animals that the general population can't. So mm -hmm. I, that makes me, gives me an extra reward mm -hmm. in doing that, working with rescue groups and that sort of thing. And, and so I do have three kids and I have uh, 
husband as well. And uh, we have, uh, my kids are in their twenties now, but um, over the years we have had a number of animals. I tend to be, I gravitate towards the ones that need something a little extra. Uh, My first dog was blind. I don't know if that was like indoctrinated me into taking care of special pretzel, right? Pretzel. It was the foreshadow for what was to come. (laughs) You know, she, so she was, you know, having that dog, it normalized disabled animals for me. I think I'm sorry. I'm wearing this horrible t-shirt. I have to show what it is because it's, it's my station. I love our shirts that we sell. Um, for, through Piglet Merch. Like, go look at that site, by the way. Go after this. Go look at the site. I bought the blue hoodie. They're so the clothes are adorable and gorgeous. Just go look. I know my girlfriends will want one. I'm, I'm well, telling you that the, right now. So shirts. I I, I we start. So I, well, I, I'll go back to the shirts. But okay. we ended up. Um, I so through being a vet and through adopting animals with special needs and disabilities, I ended up running into a, a good friend of mine now named Gloria Andrews. She's a vet in Georgia. Her rescue group is called Colbert Veterinary Rescue Services. And uh, she saved this dog. Uh, let me see. Back here. Oh, yes. She is a double moral Aussie Border Collie mix that uh, came from Georgia. Gloria, uh, they had a uh, adoption event up here and we were looking for another dog at the time. So we went and uh, we weren't going to adopt her, but we did. And I, I wanted her very badly. So she's deaf in one year. And yeah, can you explain for, can, you, can you explain to the audience what that means? Double, oh, double, double, okay, double yeah. Because yeah, so, people don't know, I don't think. No, they don't probably. So double, double Merle, the Merle coloring is that marbling coloring that dogs, um, the marbling colored pattern that some breeds and breed um, types, hurting, hurting breeds, dachshunds, uh, Harlequin, Great Danes, it's called Harlequin and Great Danes, and then it's called Dapple and Dachshunds, and you've seen them, they've got that splashy marble coloring. When the parents are both that color and they're bred, the babies have a 25% chance of being double Dapple, meaning that they get the, they both, they get, I'm sorry, they get the Dapple colored gene coloring gene from each parent it's a dominant gene so they have the two dominant genes which is called double dapple and it is linked to a white hair coat primarily white hair coat and congenital ear and eye defects so the babies might be deaf might be blind might be both maybe part and may be able to see and hear but still have some eye defects when you look at them so gina has very unusual looking eyes but they can see for the most part. She has some minor de- vision deficits. Piglet is called double dapple. She's called double Merle. It's called Merle and herding breeds. And he is double dapple. I'm looking at him here. His eyes are very abnormal looking and he happens to be blind as well. So Gloria rescued Gina and then called me six years later. Uh, we kept in touch. I had adopt- We adopted the dog from Gloria and that's when I met her. And then she would bring uh, her adoption events up to they would have them up in Connecticut she'd bring dogs up here when they had lingering medical issues or needed something following once she was leaving um I would take care of that for her so that was my contribution to some dog rescue work that I like to do and then uh, Gina was here and then when she rescued and saved Piglet she contacted me so that's kind of a long roundabout way to say I'm a vet 
that's this is how I ended up with Piglet, the deafblind pink puppy, and we agreed to foster him. And then we ended up staying. <laughs> I love in the book um, that yeah. you 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 mentioned several times. You and your husband would say, um, "How how much trouble could a one pound pink?" deaf blind puppy be and cue in the ominous clouds that would change your life forever yeah. basically and um um you know it's interesting uh, you're, you're throughout the book you really get the sense that you were just such a no bs person you were such a person who takes action and really yeah. um, doesn't doesn't just talk the talk and i'm just so impressed with it um you know and and you know some people will be watching this and want to take up in the, almost this romantic notion of of i'm going to rescue this you know this this um this puppy that has all these special needs and you know throughout your book you really talk about the huge challenges that that actually meant and do you want to talk about what the beginning part with piglet yeah. before he became the celebrity <laughs> you know we i i we didn't want any more dogs at this point because we had six other six dogs and we right. didn't you know we, we it was full we i i you know we both were working and i had my birds and it was enough already with the dogs and <laughs> i i i stopped looking at facebook i stopped looking at pet finder you know i, I just got a, i'm not having any more dogs and then the next thing i know gloria sent me an email so i didn't i didn't see him on facebook she sent me an email with his little picture and he was tiny he literally fit in my hand it's a very this is not a big oh. hand so he fit in my hand. He was like the size of a pet rat, you know, and a little fat one. And I really didn't want another dog and neither did Warren. And we really had fostered dogs before. We were very disciplined about it. I'm very disciplined about it. And I just said, well, take him, you know, don't worry. He's how much trouble can he be? He's a one pound dog. <laughs> and he came in and he really just turned the whole house upside down. My kids were really very... <laughs> firm and you know you are not keeping this dog because we just it was it was a time constraint thing and just a logistics issues and yeah we got a lot of really nice people um uh applying to adopt him we were really very honest about what it entailed to take care of him okay. and there were a lot of deaf and blind dogs believe me people have them people have dogs that become deaf and blind over years oh. when they get old and and people take care of them this dog is particularly difficult to care for because he's really feisty. He's very demanding and he wants to be part of everything. So in the beginning when he couldn't, because he didn't know what to do, he was so frustrated and upset and he didn't, you know, he didn't know what was coming and going. He screamed all the time. Right. And that made him a very difficult dog to take care of. So People applied and they were really very unrealistic about what it would take to take care of this dog. I'm not saying they couldn't take care of another dog with disabilities. And but some right. some are more needy than others. And also yep. some people, as you as you mentioned, are very unrealistic about what they can really manage in their lives. You cannot go to work all day and have kids running around and then, you know, go out at night with, with them to do that. You can't have a dog like this here, you know, no. you have a really laid back dog with that kind of lifestyle. Right. And so I think, you know, one of the things that I, I stress to people when they're looking to adopt and, or, or buy a dog, if they're going to, is to be realistic about your own life and what, what kind of animals you can bring in that would be a good match for you. Yeah. And this dog was not a good match for most. And by the time it came around and, you know, he started to settle in and we really were, became very attached to him, obviously, but, but felt very responsible for him also. 
And once that all happened, it took two months and I finally had a moment where I just knew that that was, that we were done with that. That, oh, that I, phase I, of Piglet. I was going to, to commit, you know? I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I have a whole house of foster failures right here. I'm, I should not, I am not a foster person. I'm not good at it. No, it's, I have five of them literally that are in my house right now. Um, so I, um, so, so can we jump ahead a little bit to how, um, you, I mean, and honestly, I really, I am not just saying this to the listeners right now. You need to read the book to get those details because it, it is fascinating. It really is interesting. And it really just shows, I mean, I feel like if there's a theme to this book, it's resilience and, 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 um, and it's your resilience and it's, and it's Piglet's resilience and your family's resilience. So, um, but I would love to jump to how did it start that Piglet start there's two questions that I really want to ask but I guess we'll go to how did it start that Piglet started getting some attention that that obviously bled into more and more and more attention but how did that begin well when when I when I made my decision for our family my poor husband that we were (laughs) I did not want another lap dog and I so I decided that in order to keep him I would make sure that he had a meaningful, productive life. I thought that would be that he would be a um, ambassador for dog rescues, rescued animals, animals with disabilities, the whole gamut of animal welfare, as you already know, you know, spay and neuter puppy mills, double dapple breeding and all of these things, which he became very quickly because he has a great story. He, He happens to be extremely adorable to look at. He's attractive. And that helps bring people in. Yes. And once they were in, they wanted to buy Piglet merchandise. Um, hit the Facebook page grew. He got a Dodo video. This is my first. Um, let me see if I can ah, see if I can get it. Okay, there it is. This is a phone case wallet. I love and it. I sold hundreds of them. Uh, sent them all around the world. That was our first fundraising project. And then I had. Um, uh, I don't know where. Oh, here. Next, next was. Um, car magnets mm-hmm. then we moved into t-shirts so we started selling I, I, I started selling all of this piglet merchandise along with his um, educational posts and uh, advocating on Facebook okay and, uh, so there it started and then of course we got in, involved with educating kids about exactly. growth and, and all of that so you and this, and this is where the movement part comes in and and um Oh, the part that just got me and just, just, I just, it, this, it just makes you feel good. It's so good about, about, um, people and, and, um, that Piglet has a movement. You have given Piglet this, this platform to have a movement and it is called the Piglet Mindset. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that and how that came to be? Well, you know, I, I, I was pretty happy with the dog rescue, uh, (laughs) crusade and, you know, move, movement that, that was, that yeah. was really what I thought was going to happen. I was satisfied that I was doing something positive and I was sending a lot of money to dog rescues. And over the years we sold, I, I've, I've sold up till now, now over 9,700 t-shirts and raised oh. over $98,000. So oh, just t-shirts alone, not the other stuff. But <laughs> in the meantime, unexpectedly, which is why the book one of the one of the parts that contributed to the um, title of the book being the unexpected story is that 
on Facebook, a teacher left a comment saying she was going to show Piglet videos to her students. I connected with her. We went back and forth with some comments and emails that are in the book. And we, uh, she coined the phrase Piglet Mindset as she was going to teach growth mindset, which is optimism, flexibility, perseverance, resilience, and empathy to her students. So it was the social emotional learning. Um, they were just starting growth mindset in their school. And she saw Piglet and thought, I'm going to use Piglet as the way that I'm going to teach the kids. So she, so I made her a PowerPoint presentation, which I put online. Other yeah. teachers were, it was available to other teachers. I see your kitty. I like, yeah. <laughs> and then um, it just took off from there. Teachers started using it. I made her four different PowerPoint presentations over the year. One of them was called, is, is still, they're still, um, they are the program. Um, mm -hmm. Piglet and the Three Senses, What's So Special About Piglet and a Piglet Mindset. Those were the first four. And then, then I added um, Piglet's Inclusion Pack. And also I, I have activities, uh, Piglet Mindset activities in a PowerPoint and lesson plans also for teachers to use to structure. You know, they can use use it all. They can use part of it to, to um, adapt to their own teaching style, of course. So it's all online on pigletmindset.org. So all of that's there. For, and, and so this developed and it, it evolved over the years with new teachers adding it to their curriculum. And I get to collaborate and talk to teachers all around the country. I know teachers in other parts of the world use it, but I'm mostly um, in, connect, con in contact with U.S. teachers. And when they um, use Piglet Mindset with their classes, I send them... I'm just going to show you real quick here. I want to see. This is uh, Piglet's Piglet's inclusion pack. Uh, wow. Met, but this is very hard. Membership. <laughs> anyway, on the back is the six, uh, seven dogs, and then I also the send them um, Piglet stickers for the kids. Aww. So there's a little Piglet sticker. I and love this so much. It's because it's teaching. Because it is teaching what I have been feeling has been lacking at school yeah, and, and, you know, raising a son, my son's nine now, but mm -hmm. just, you know, compassion is yeah. compassion and empathy. And, and a kid can see a dog because, you know, they, 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 they will gravitate towards a dog and the okay. idea of imagining he's born, not being able to see, he's born in a, in a dark world where we don't know what, you know, we can't imagine what it is. And I, I showed it to my son who can get really down on himself sometimes. And I show, I, you know, and I really recommend everybody checking, checking out yeah. the videos and, and, and really looking at the website because it's, it's so good. I want every school to be teaching that. I feel yeah, like, less so and yeah, yeah. I, I, I have no doubt. As a matter of fact, what I think is going to end up happening is this is going to be a whole TV series. This is going to be a movie. This is going to be everything. I, I, I think anybody reading this book, I see it all in my head. I really well, do. I see it all happening. Really. That's nice of you to say, no, I, you know, the, the thing is that when I, for me, I, of course I, I wanted to go as far as it can go and meet and reach as many people as it can, because I, the, it, it not only do the kids benefit from it, but it, our, our posts on Facebook and Instagram, there are people, there are adults around the world who really take this home. They take Piglet into their lives as a symbol. It's not, it, it's a dog. He, he has a very simple life. I take care of him. We accommodate him here. He's held, he's, he's given his food. He doesn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. But what he does do is he does put out, he has a lot of very positive energy and he approaches his challenges in a very positive way. And it is a lesson when you watch him, 
We don't want to glorify disabilities. We don't mm-hmm. want to, we don't want to, you know, do ableism or anything like that. We're talking about a dog and because he's a dog, we can talk about him and we can use him as an example. People who are disabled don't want to be congratulated because they can go to the bathroom on their own. Mm-hmm. And neither does the dog. He goes about <laughs> his business. He goes and he eats and he and he plays and he and he meets people. But when when you watch Piglet do it because he's deaf and blind, it does give you a little added empathy where you want it, especially with the kids. They are engaged with a dog. As you point out, using animals in education is is a very, very effective tool to teach, especially how to be kind and compassionate. So use Piglet. He he's so cute. He is pink. (laughs) He truly is pink. And Mm -hmm. when you watch him function in his own life with the other dogs, and our other dogs are also very uh, unusual pack of dogs, they Mm -hmm. they get along very well, and they include each other, and they include him, accepting each other. And it's a very nice symbol for kids and adults to to use. So the educational program being online, um, the teachers can pull it and parents can use it. It's not only for teachers. It, I, I've, I've talked to adults. I've talked to students, older students, Girl Scouts. It can be used in camps and in, in wherever, wherever you want to talk about being kind and compassionate, inclusive and positive yeah. mindset is available. And it's, it's a versatile program and it's, it's really a lot of fun once you get into it. It's really amazing. And, and you know what, actually, I really appreciate you pointing that out. It's, 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 and it's not a, it's not a way to oh, congratulate or glorify anybody's disabilities, but it really is much more about, about um, inclusion and, and, um, you know, you, you talk about Piglet throughout the book being brilliant. And I love that. I love you using that word for this dog who so, yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause you, uh, why don't you, can you give some examples yeah. of some of the things that first let, let you realize how intelligent this, this guy really was? You know, Piglet, Piglet is a, is, happens to be a very smart dog. He happens to be, his breed mix is a smart dog. You know, it's a yeah. dog chihuahua. <laughs> right, they, right. They're, the, they're not the most laid back. They have to be very <laughs> smart dogs. And he, right. I, I think for, when I compare him to other dogs that I know that are deaf and blind, a lot of dogs are just more laid back. They're, you know, it's mm-hmm. not that they're not intelligent, but they're not, they're not looking to engage in the same way that right. he is. They're right. engaged. Believe me, they're connected right, right. with him. He's constantly working and thinking. He has to know where everything is. He has to know who's in the room, who's come and gone, how many people are behind him, how many people, <laughs> um, how many other dogs. He doesn't. He's not into other dogs. So he, he's 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 figured out how to use his nose to optimize his sense of smell to yeah. a degree that is is unimaginable, really. Mm-hmm. He literally, I had him on my lap. This is in the book. It's a story that happened. And, you know, I yeah. had him on my lap. He's wrapped in a blanket. A woman walks in. It was a huge conference room, a ballroom, gigantic with a huge, like two or three screens. That's how big the, the that hall was with the person giving a lecture with three, three screens for people to see from all over. And he, they, they came into the room and I, and I saw them and they sat down right behind us and literally within five or 10 seconds. It, it probably was more like five seconds. He starts grumbling because he knows a dog just sat behind us. You know, <laughs> you have to, to notice it. He noticed it because he's constantly paying attention. Even when he's wrapped in a blanket, his whole head was covered. I don't know how he could smell anything, but he does have a dog's nose, of course, and dogs smell 
right. amounts of anything in large volumes, but he, he uses, he uses his brain he, his to then adapt as needed to wherever he is. And, and, you know, he comes up with routines. He, he goes into hotel rooms, he goes into new spaces, wherever we're going. Even yesterday, we went to a, an event in Plainfield, uh, Plainville, Mass, which is where the um, Piglet Mindset was started mm-hmm. by Trisha mm-hmm. Trindell, the third grade teacher, as we're just talking about. Yeah. And, you know, he knew he was so funny. It's amazing. He actually walked into the room, you know, and he's and he's all he's all happy. He's in a stroller and, and he. <laughs> I thought he would settle down, but he was so excited because we haven't done anything like this in so long. But the one oh, thing that he did that, and I did a post on this this morning on his pages, but he, I, I we put him, he, he was acting so crazy. I said, yeah, I think he wants to do a show. So we put him down on, the, on his towel on the little stage there. And he's sitting there with the other two dogs and they're going to do their show. He turns around. So he's, we're sideways and the audience is over here. So where he's facing me this way and, and he is, you know, kind of, noticing around and he gets up and he turns around and he sits. So he's facing the audience, literally (laughs) in front of almost 200 people. And I, when he did that, I knew exactly what he was doing. He he knew (laughs) that he would have his picture taken. I don't know that he can't see that. And we're pointing cameras at him, obviously, but he knows that this is what we do when we're in front of a large group of people. And he did what he does. And I know he enjoys it because he keeps track of it. And this is, this is, I think his brilliance because he really, he's just so in tune with every last thing that's going on around him. Mm-hmm. We, he misses absolutely nothing. He knows if I'm going to leave the house versus if I'm just walking around the house. I don't know how he knows that. Isn't it amazing? He senses who's that's coming amazing. and going in the room. The yeah. dogs were going to go to the door and he knows when they're all staying. I go downstairs to put things into my car in the garage. I come back up and there he is in the middle of the thing. He was sleeping in a bed with his eyes closed and his, you know, I mean, his nose shut off. And right. there he is, you know. He's in tune with you guys. He's absolutely yeah, uh, in tune. It's it's really incredible. While you're saying that this word, one of my favorite words, I hadn't thought of it for so long, but it's a it's a Hebrew word or it's a Yiddish word, besheret. It's called besheret. And I just believe it. It means meant to be. And I, I really just feel like I hear that. And I, I think this dog was meant to, Mm-hmm. Um, be part of your life because you were meant to um, let this message be heard. And, and um, uh, it's just, it's, it's amazing to me that, that, that somehow you found each other. He came to the right family and it all, you know, and then the teacher, it's just, it's just amazing. I just love those kinds of things, how all these tiny pieces came together and now it's become yeah. a movement and it's really inspiring people and helping people. Oh, speaking of that, um, inspiring people. There's a part of the book um, where a man came over to you at one of the um, uh, conferences or whatever. And yeah, and it was just so interesting because I I want people to read this book because you really get a sense. (laughs) Yes. And they will. Oh, they will. I think this is going to be a big, big deal. Um, But um, what was interesting is, and you really do have, you really get to know you through this book and just how uh, your, your brilliant mind, I'm sure you hate hearing that, but, but uh, you're so humble, but no, but it's, it's, it's a very specific kind of mind you have. And um, I think that, so this man comes over to you at, at this, at this conference and he says, tells you he's a, he's a, he's a vet, right? He was a, he, not a, not, he, a veterinarian, not a veterinarian. Yes. A veterinarian. Yes. Yes, and he and how he, how he has been inspired um, by Piglet's story, and he asks you 
if you were inspired by Piglet's story and and your immediate no nonsense answer is like, no, no, I don't think so. And then you had to think about it, you know, and can I read a tiny little passage from your book? Could you mind? Sure, absolutely. One of my Um, favorite parts. This is, yeah. So, so it was, yeah, this one really gave me, gave me chills because it, you know, you're the kind of person who doesn't want to pat yourself on the back, but it really made you look back and you, you know, for you to say, so he, so, um, you thought about it after you thought maybe, maybe he has, how has he inspired me? So you say, so rather than answering the question, does Piglet inspire you? I realized that what I really needed to consider was what had Piglet inspired me to do? Piglet's spunk, his hunger to learn, his challenge to all of us to find a better way to communicate. I'm going to start crying. I'm telling you that right now. Um, And his crazy work ethic as he mapped and memorized every bit of his experience were more than impressive. At times, he truly brings me to tears with the size of his heart and by the huge impact he has on children and adults every day at events, on his social media pages, in educational programs, and among people of really different ages and backgrounds. Has he inspired me to, how has he inspired me to action? Without question, he has broadened my vision to think bigger and with higher goals as to how he and his pack, which includes our family and the various communities he impacts, can make a difference in the lives of that many more animals, particularly those who have disabilities, both by building awareness and promoting their adoption. And I mean, what a legacy, like what a legacy this tiny dog and you have created. It's pretty awesome. It's just so awesome. Um, can I ask you a question? How, how does the, I don't know if you call it um, sign language, but is it? Oh, the tag. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So can you explain some of that? So how you trained Piglet and, and yeah. And, yeah. So Piglet Piglet is deaf and blind. I I enjoy working with my dogs. I've taken a lot of dog classes over the years because I uh, my mother always gave us lessons, and I thought the dog should have lessons too. But mostly, <laughs> the people who are taking the dogs to dog school are taking lessons, obviously. So I always took my dogs to dog classes. I think it's good for them to go because they learn in a different context than at home, and then they can bring that home, and, and we integrate it into different things that we do. So they learn to sit and stay. Then they learn to stay, sit and stay when I open the back door. So they don't run out the back door. And when I'm going to open the car door, they sit and stay and they don't jump out of the car until I tell them, okay, so that if we're in a parking lot next to a busy road and the door opens, they don't automatically jump out and get hit by a car. So I, um, with Piglet, of course, he had to learn also, and my dogs already were doing various dog tricks. You know, they do their little group group work together. Mm-hmm. I call them little tricks. And I could sit them in the kitchen over, over there and I could walk around the corner so they couldn't see me, tell them all the wait, And I could call one at a time and they would come as they were called and the rest of them would sit and wait for their turn. I wanted Piglet to be part of that. Obviously he can't do it if I, if I can't, he can't, if I can't touch him, he can't, mm-hmm. um, if I have to be in close. Right. But right. in any case, the, the way that you teach dogs that are deaf and blind if they're blind, you can talk to them. If they can see, but they're deaf, you do hand signals. And with a dog that's deaf and blind, you have to touch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use, some people use vibration collars, maybe to give them a signal, that sort of thing. But you have to be in contact with the dog. So Piglet learned sit, 
almost immediately he came in. He was this tiny little thing. And I just started holding a treat up over his nose. His butt went down. I started <laughs> him on the back, his back, um, very lower back, just above his tail to give the signal sit. So once he knew that I wanted him to sit, I marked it with, instead of a word, I marked it with a tap. So instead of saying sit, which I said anyway, because the other dogs need to know what we're talking about. Otherwise, that's not inclusive because right. they should know what I'm right. saying to Piglet. And I, so I tapped Piglet and Piglet learned sit. And once that happened, which happened really, really quickly, he knew that that was going to be a way we were going to communicate and have some fun because he mm -hmm. enjoyed it. He enjoyed getting the treat. He enjoyed doing the trick. And we moved on right, right away to wait and then uh, I gave him, I, he, I taught him a little, okay, I don't know if you do uh, clicker training, but instead of a click like this, I gave him a little tap to his chest to say, right. okay. And then that was marking that behavior as being what I wanted him to do. And then I would give him a treat. And I, so he has a full repertoire of little tricks that he does, which include sit down, wait, come, and I can even blow to him with my bad breath and he comes to <laughs> And that's a fun trick. Of course, yeah, he, he, he knows where you are, of course, yeah, the breeze, in which case he goes that way instead of towards where you're sitting. And then he also knows that so there's a few things that he knows that I can't show if we're doing a demo. And that one is go to your bed, which is a little, I just squeeze him up over the top of him. Amazing. Here, I'm not going to, if I get him up, he's just going to be flopping. And then he also knows shake or paw. He gives him a little foot. And he also knows um, go pee and he knows to wait when I put the food in front of him, which was challenging because he doesn't, he didn't understand. He had eaten in a certain routine every day for years. And then I decided that we, he was going to learn wait. And just like with the other dogs, you know, I held it in my hand. He tried to get the food and he poked and I have all these videos of it, which are really adorable. And oh. then he um, looked away. And when he looked away from the food, I gave him a treat. And then he, that taught him almost immediately. It clicked to him that when he looked away from the food I was holding in my hand, it meant I didn't want him to have it. And he got a treat for doing it. And that Amazing. was the key. And from there, I taught him I could hold my hand with food in it. I taught him a little tap just to his top of his head, just with my finger, just a little tap. And he knows to look away from the food and he waits. So I put his bowl of food down in front of him give him his little tap, he will actually sit there and put his face into the bowl right up next to the food just to make sure it's there and then pick his head up and he will not touch it. Every now and then he actually licks the bowl. Love it. Doesn't take any food. If I if I have him sitting long enough waiting to eat, which is kind of cruel. So I, I don't do that to him too often. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And he and he Amazing. listens so well, listens with his not ears. And then we also have some, some non-tap signal types of communication. And he just has an idea of what's going on and wh how I'm feeling or my husband. Amazing. And he, it's, it's a connection. It's a very nice bond that we have with him. It's so incredible. And it really shows us how much we don't know about animals and how people underestimate yeah. animals all the time. Um, we only have a few more minutes. I would love you to say anything else that you really, really want the, the, the listeners, the watchers to, to, to know that you, you, that you want them to, where can, where should they get your book? Where, where yeah. should we go look at all the, these amazing things about not just Piglet, but the rest of your animals as well? Well, this is, this is the book Piglet, the unexpected story of a deafblind pink puppy and his family. And it is available in bookstores 
and online all around the world. It's not in other languages. It's only in English at the moment. If there's enough demand, I hope it'll be translated. My website, piglettheDog.com, that is the book website where there are the events which are ending tonight, the, the, the initial book launch events. But we're going to keep it up and we're going to have an ongoing calendar of, of interesting events and, and other activities, Piglet. And then the website for the nonprofit that I have that supports the dog rescue groups, as well as our educational program, Piglet Mindset, is pigletmindset.org. And that the book is on there also. So if you want to know everything Piglet, we have links to the shirts and we have um, all information about Piglet, Piglet Mindset and the book are all there. There's an um, email sign up. So you're on our mailing list. And that is pigletmindset.org. And of course, our Facebook and Instagram page is Piglet the Deafblind Pink Puppy. And at Pink Piglet Puppy, we have TikTok too, at Pink Piglet Puppy. So I love those it are so much. I can't wait to see. I know this is going to be huge. I know this is going to be <laughs> so. And I, I just, I'm just so excited for That's you. And so I'm nice so, of you. I I'm so impressed with you. I'm not being nice. I'm being 100% truthful. Um, I'm, I've loved talking to you so much. I think Pam's going to come back. Here's Pam right now. But um, yeah. I really love talking to you. We so, are controlling all of the messages. <laughs> From around the country and around the world, a lot of them from down under. Yes. Um, and um, well, first of all, Reagan, thank you. Um, we everybody was admiring your cat sitting on the bed, looking out your. I know. <laughs> I have, a, I have I, one of my dogs. Literally got through the lock on the door somehow and is also in here now. So, I mean, gosh, I'm glad it was only a couple of cats in a dog's life for sure. Melissa, yes. I have a question. Um, because Piglet can't hear is he able to bark or vocalize oh, yeah. i saw that question okay if you all you all you've got to do is watch that video that good morning america did fur babies it was on last thursday but the link is on pigletmindset.org okay not the link the, the the video link is there so you just click on it and from the fur babies one and you will see what piglet does he barks all the time and they, they pick some really <laughs> hilarious videos of him to put into this four minute video with him barking, with him carrying on. He's crazy boy. So yes, he barks a lot and he barks to tell me a lot of different things. And I need to be aware of the context that he's barking in. And I can usually guess what he wants. Amy Cruzwick is saying no home is ever complete without the patter of little dog feet or cats. I agree, Amy. Thank you. Um, how much did Piglet weigh when he came to you? He was one and a half pounds when he came and he is six and a half pounds now. And so he really is just a normal dog, right? Uh, He's for all intents and purposes. He's normal. Yeah, he's a crazy he's boy. Back, right? <laughs> yeah, I want to first of all thank you, Dr. Melissa Shapiro, who actually does a lot of end of life care for her for her patients. And um, it's a it's such an important part of veterinary care for your pets. Um, it, you know, make sure you go to see Dr. Melissa Shapiro's website. And if you need to find someone close to you who does end of life care, it's really important. I have a cat with leukemia right now. I was just talking to the ladies before the show. It's important to know that you're giving good, healthy, palliative, and careful care to your pets at the end of their life. 
to Reagan Pasternak, who really helped. Her book came out when my last cat was sick. She had bladder cancer. And uh, Reagan and I just hit it off from the moment we started talking to each other. We text occasionally back and forth. Please hold up your book, Griffin's Heart. We are currently sold out, which sounds so great. And it actually is great, but it'll be restocked any minute. It's just- it will be restocked. He's adorable. I, I, I want to thank you also for giving me my special boxed Griffin's heart. That is on the shelf of honor. Ladies, thank you so much for being with me. This was absolutely one of the most interesting and heartwarming stories I've ever had the pleasure of watching. Thank you you so much. Thank you, Butch, everybody, for being with me. And thank you, Mom and Dad. We'll see you later.